Hello brothers and sisters and welcome back to an all new Sermons in the Park YouTube exclusive. As always, I am your Reverend Jamie McCaskill and today we're going to continue on on our six part series on uh, what I've affectionately titled Conspiracies in the Bible. And uh, here we are at, like I said, the second part and we're going to be talking about the imaginary treachery that affected the reign of the first human ruler of Israel, that ruler being, of course, King Saul. But, no, we, we still, we're not going to stop there, okay? We're also going to touch a little bit on a ruler that has been forgotten in time, and that is King Saul's son, Ishbosheth. He was the one that actually maintained the throne um, after his father's death and was a rival to King David. And he was forgotten. You know, I, I don't know about you, but this is one that uh, I've told, I, like, I don't know if I overlooked it or if uh, preachers in my, ch in my youth didn't talk about it. But yes, he was a rival for the throne for King David, and it was only for a short time. And yes, this series should go on for more installments, okay? Like I said, this is part two, and we're going to attempt to do all six parts that I've got planned. So let's go ahead and start. Let's talk about this paranoid monarch, okay? You see, while King David was um, going around and growing in popularity throughout all of Israel, you know, King Saul... He starts nursing this very obsessive, paranoid hatred for, for, King, for David. Let's take a look at 1 Samuel chapter 18. We're going to look at four verses. We're going to look at verses 5 to 9. It reads, And David went out, whithersoever King Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass, as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played and said, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can we have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. Now, not only does King Saul attempt to murder David in private, like we read in First Samuel chapter 18, verses 10 and 11, which reads, And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied to the midst of the house. And David played with his hand, as at other times. 
and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. We also read in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 1, where it reads, And Saul spake to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. Do you see? But not only did he you know, try to do it in private, but he also pursued him and he tried to take his life in public as well. That's right. We can read that throughout all and and we're not going to look at the look at it today because it's a whole chapter but if you would like to go read it it's in first samuel chapter 19 that whole chapter and when you look right the paranoia of king saul it just goes on and on expanding he starts he literally starts to accuse people in his own tribe and this includes his own son he says that they are conspiring against him. Take a look at 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 7 and 8. It says, when so Then Saul said unto his servants that stood about him, Hear now, ye Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards, and make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds? that all of you have conspired against me. And there is none that showeth me that my son hath made a league with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you that is sorry for me, or showeth unto me that my son hath stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as at this day. So after this, you know, he throws him, himself a little pity party. You know, just him and all of his friends. Just sitting there and talking about how sorry they were. Singing, oh, woe is me. You know. And then he, he starts to accuse, wrongly I might add, the high priest for conspiring against him as well. He views the act of Ahimelech you know, when he when he, when when Ahimelech feeds David because you know David is hungry, and also giving David the sword of Goliath, King Saul views this as high treason. Does this sound familiar? We see that today, don't we? People do this. Well, you you gave him shelter, you know. But we see this right in First Samuel chapter twenty-one, verses one to nine. And we can read it here. Uh, it says, Then David to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David, and said unto him, Why art thou alone, and no man with thee? And David said unto Ahimelech the, the priest, The king hath commanded me a business, and hath said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee. And what I have commanded thee, and I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in mine hand, and what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under mine hand, but there is hallowed bread. 
if the young men have kept themselves at least from women. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Oh, a truth of truth, women have been kept from us but these three days. Since I came out, and the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in a vessel. So the priest gave him hallowed bread. For there was no bread there but the show bread that was taken from before the Lord to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Now a certain man of the servant of Saul was there that day, detained before the Lord, and his name was Doeg, an Edomite the chiefest of the herdsmen that belonged to Saul. Now keep him in mind, because we're going to talk about him later. And David said unto Ahimelech, And is there not here unto thine hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, Behold, it is here wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If, the, if thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other save that here. And David said, There is none like that. Give it to me. You know, and, and then what do we see in, in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 13? We read, And Saul said unto him, Why have you ye conspired against me, thou and the son of Jesse? in that thou hast given him bread and a sword, and hast inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait as at this day. You see, he fails to make the king understand, right? Why he, he, he you know, because he answers him truthfully. And the king doesn't understand that. And he reminds him, Ahimelech tries to remind King Saul that, hey, David is your faithful servant. Take a look, 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 14. It says, Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at thy bidding, and is honorable in thine house. You see, he, he does his best to remind him of this. Now, how does King Saul respond to this? Does he, does he go, oh, you know, good? No, no. King Saul goes into a fit of madness. <coughs> he orders that, that, that this high priest and all the priests that are there with him should be put to death. Now, now yeah, it is true that none of the Israelites there do what is to, what they were told to do. But there was a soldier there, wasn't there? A foreign-born soldier. The one I told you to keep in mind. That Edomite named Doeg. He carries it out. He murders all of these you know, 85 priests that were there. We read that. In 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 18, it says, And the king said to Doeg, Turn now 
and fall upon the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned, and he fell upon the priests. And he slew on that day fourscore and five persons that wear a linen ephod. So, so what does Doeg do after that? He turns around and he starts killing all the people that were there. And by all the people, I mean all of them. The women, the children, even the animals that were um, in that priestly city of Noed. We can find this in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verse 19. And that reads, And Nob, the city of the priests, smote he with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and sucklings, that's babies, and oxen and asses and sheep with the edge of the sword. Isn't that just, that's horrible. Anyway, if you remember at the beginning of this, I mentioned uh, the, the son of Saul, right? The one that I called the forgotten king. Because, see, this is, a, this is a king that, like I said, I had never heard about. Not until I started doing research for, for my ministry. Even after King Saul died in 1010 B.C., Unlike we were all taught, David did not automatically take the throne. I mean, yes, it's true that he was crowned king over the tribe of Judah. Let's take a look, shall we? 2 Samuel chapter 2, we're going to read the first four verses, verses 1 to 4. It reads, and it came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. And David said, Whither shall I go up? And he said, Unto Hebron. So David went up thither, and his two wives also, Ahinoam the, Jezre the, Jez the Jezreelite, and Abigail, Nabal's wife, the Carmelite. And his men that were with him did David bring up every man with his household, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying that the men of Jebet, Jabesh Gilead were they that buried Saul. But no, you see, King Saul's son was able to keep King David from ruling over God's people for over seven years after the death of King Saul. You see, Abner, the head of the army, he, 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 he conspired to make King Saul's son, his, his surviving son, Ishbosheth, the successor 
to Saul's throne. Now Abner was the son of Ner, and he was also the commander of the army of King Saul, like I said. So you see, he, he took Eshbosheth, right, and he brought him all the way over to Manhanaim. And it was there that he made him the king over Gilead, as well as over, you know, the Asherites and over Jezreel, Ephraim, and Benjamin, basically almost all of Israel. Take a look. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. We read, But Abner, the son of Ner, captain of Saul's hosts, took Eshbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Manhanaim, and made him king over Gilead, and over the Asherites, and over Jezreel, and over Ephraim, and over Benjamin, and over all of Israel. The Bible seems to tell us that Abner took it, that it actually took him over five and a half years to establish Eshbosheth's throne in Manheim. And once he established that throne, what happened? Well, see, Eshbosheth, he was actually over 40 years old. And he only reigned for about two years. Yeah, take a look. Second Samuel chapter 8, verse 10. Then Toy sent Joram his son unto King David to salute him and to bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and smitten him. For Hadadezer had wars with Toy, and Joram brought with him vessels of silver and vessels of gold and vessels of brass. Anyway, so after the death of Abner, two of Saul's former captains, you see, they, um, they, they carry out an assassination. They, they kill Esbosheth while he's in bed. We see this in Second Samuel chapter four, verses one to seven, and we're going to read them all. <laughs> and when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble, and all the Israelites were troubled. And Saul's son had two men that were captains of bands, and their names. Um, well, and the name of the one was Bana, the name of the other was Rechab, the sons of Rimon, and Berothite, of the children of Benjamin. For Beroth also was reckoned to Benjamin, and the Berothites fled to Gitaim, and were sojourners there unto this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan over out of Jezreel. And his nurse took him and fled, and it came to pass, as she made haste to flee, that he fell and became lame, and his name was Mephbosheth. And the son of Ramon the Berothite, Rechab and Bana, went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Eshbosheth, who lay on a bed at noon. 
and they came thither into the midst of the house, and though they would have fetched wheat, and they smote him under the fifth rib, and Rechab and Bana his brother escaped, for when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him, and slew him, and beheaded him, and took his head, and got them away through the plain overnight. Now, by this time, right, David had been ruling Judah for about a year and a half. He is then made king over Israel, and he, re and, and he reigned there in Israel for the next 33 years, right? I think that sounds about like the right amount of time. So let's look at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned for 30 and three years over all of Israel and Judah. So yeah, I was right. There you go, 33 years. So I hope that this has uh, enlightened you a little bit and made you realize... You know, there's conspiracies all throughout the Bible, and that was just one one of the ones. You know, King Saul he was stricken with this madness, and when we read it in the Bible, we we see that uh, that this demon came on him, right? And this demon just just drove him crazy for, and I mean that's the reason he originally called David there was so that David could play the heart, play the liar for him. And we we see there that 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 was throughout the rest of his days. So, um, so I want to thank you all for joining me here. And like I said, uh, tomorrow, uh, next week, or whenever we come back for another YouTube exclusive, we will be continuing this. We got what four more parts to go. I think the next one's on King David. So uh, I, ho I hope you tune in. And, and and if you're liking these, please let me know. You know, send me a message on Facebook or Twitter or True Social. You know, share this podcast with your friends. I'd like to get more people over here to watch us. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm doing these podcast exclusives. I want to drive drive uh, traffic over here, get more people to listen, and um, share the gospel. It's the reason I did this. I want to share the gospel as many places as I can for as long as I can. You know, uh, it's just so... The podcast is just so much more simple to do. I can sit here on my couch. I don't have to get dressed up and stand up there in front of a, a white screen. Well, in front of a, a backdrop. So, yeah, thank you all for joining me here. I pray the Lord continues to bless you and keep you. And I'll see you all here next time on an all-new Sermons in the Park podcast exclusive. So, thank you very much. God bless you. Mm -hmm.